It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. We always like to warn our listeners about scams going on, but a heads up, if you're planning on hiring a hitman, you might not want to use the website rentalhitman.com. Why not? It's fake. The guy that runs it just tells the police. The moderator (laughs) rats on you? Yeah, he's a narc. Claims he's prevented more than 130 murders with the website. Better sites than that anyway, like wantyourexdead.org or discountmurders.com. We'll kill for a cost.edu. Snipersforhire.ca. That's a Canadian one. Yeah, you want to always check if the website's Canadian. The worst is you're trying to hire a hitman. You think it's $5,000. Yeah. It's really in U.S. and you got to pay like 7500 bucks. Just be a little leery of those two-for-one coupons. Sometimes they don't work. There's a lot of reasons that you might put your house up on the market and want to move. There's a survey done of <laughs> 2,000 people who recently moved, and they were asked, why'd you move? And some people gave the generic answers, growing a family, we need more space in our home. Don't like the neighbors, I want a garage. There were some other answers, though, that were unusual. They want better Wi-Fi. Don't they realize it's the router that gives you that? Imagine they move and all they had to do was switch their router. <laughs> Call the grandchild. I need my Wi-Fi fixed. This was a big one. They want space for a bigger TV. And this makes sense. TVs keep getting bigger, but the walls aren't. That's a legit reason, need actually. a bigger family room for the 65-inch, <laughs> totally. They're too far away from the pub. When you got to walk home after the pub. <laughs> you don't want to drive home. It's the responsible thing to do. You pack up all your belongings and you move home. All good reasons. And it's reasons that you don't usually think about, like... The route to put the bins out is annoying and difficult. The glare on the TV screen. So the wall that they have the TV on, too much light. Can you just move the TV (laughs) or put a curtain over the window? I have this problem. There's really only one spot for the TV in my house, and I get a bad glare. Guess it's time to move your family. I just don't watch TV during the day. Kids, we're moving. The glare's (laughs) too much. It's too much of a glare. Dad's complaining about the glare again. My firstborn son, we named him Ocean. In New Zealand, I might not get away with naming my son Ocean. Government can shut down a bad name. Yeah, names like Tallulah, Anal. (laughs) (laughs) Someone tried to call their kid Sex Fruit. That's what the child is, technically. Couple twins they tried to call Fish and Chips. Mm. Messiah, Band. So is Lucifer. Couple really like the name, which in Greek means light bringer. It's a nice name. But in biblical terms is the devil. So the judge said no. Begged him. Eventually let them use it. Okay, you can use it. He can be little Lucifer. Little Lucy. Canada's registry is pretty loosey-goosey. They should add fatty. Yeah, I was thinking that if you lived in New Zealand, I doubt that would have passed. Oh, I wish, man. Yeah. Fatty, fatty, two by four. Can't out. get through the bathroom door. What the kids didn't realize, I could get through the bathroom door. Just constantly grab the kids. Come with me to the watch. bathroom. Look, watch me. Watch I can me go through. I can get through the bathroom door. They should also ban the name Cody. Not because it's a bad name, but have you ever met a good kid named Cody? We have the largest underground salt mine in the world. Bragging rights here in Godrich. London's going to have some bragging rights. They're putting up the world's largest cricket processing plant. London, Ontario. It's a cricket farm. Yeah. Coincidentally, whenever Matt makes a bad joke, I play the crickets. Yeah, I guess there's about to be a lot of bad jokes in London. Case in point. Oof.
<laughs> I get that you were making a joke by making a bad joke. It doesn't make it any less painful, though. So, yeah, they're turning these crickets into an all-natural, sustainable superfood. Super? food Ugh. it is a sustainable yeah, food source though there's a lot of protein and calcium in them people seem to be going crazy articles that i read say people are going crazy about cricket protein and cricket flour you can put it in your smoothies if you want to make some gains at the gym you can put it in your bread and baking apparently it tastes really good and it's full of protein i bake a lot of bread i've baked you bread if i baked you a loaf of bread and you took a bite like mm, oh and then i told you afterwards it was cricket bread how quickly would you throw punch me no i'd probably give it a chance actually i don't oh. care how i get my protein as long oh. as i get protein now i have a question though i've never really had crickets but i've had local produce at the farmer's markets in brussels and Goderich, and you can taste that that food has come from a nearby farm. Mm -hmm. It's the beauty of farmer's markets. Do crickets taste fresher if they're local? You can tell it's a local cricket because the leg's a little crunchier than normal. Right, like could I start a farm in my backyard? Can't have a chicken coop, but I could have a cricket coop. You could have a cricket coop. Just let them breed in there. It would drive the neighbors absolutely crazy. Just be all 24-7. All day long. All day long. <laughs> I was thinking this would be a good time to win the lottery because at least when you go to get that picture taken, you could wear your mask. You could argue, I'm not taking my mask off, remain somewhat anonymous. Good time to remain anonymous because the lotto max is now up to 60 million bucks for the jackpot. You'd have cousins, kids you didn't realize you had finding you saying, hey, uh, dad, I need money. Dad? Money, please. Out of Jamaica, there is a gentleman who won Jamaica's equivalent of 95 million bucks. 651,000 U.S. Showed up wearing a Darth Vader costume. Smart, dude. Genius. I don't know if you can wear a mask if you take an OLG photo, though, if you win mm. the jackpot in Ontario. Yeah, I don't know. I think part of your face needs to be showing. Yeah. But the cool thing is you don't have to claim your lottery winnings for a year. So say you buy a Lotto Max ticket and you win... Friday, $60 million jackpot. You got a year to claim your prize. In that year, you grow your hair, you grow your beard, you go get some dark sunglasses that you say are prescription and try to make sure they actually are. And then moments afterward, you shave it all off. That's genius. I've thought about this a lot. A lot of things have spiked during this pandemic. Toilet paper sales, home workout equipment sales, anxiety levels. <laughs> Also, sadness. Yeah. Also something from out of this world. UFO sightings across Canada have spiked during the pandemic. Up 50% so far. So there's a group that keeps track of all the UFOs reported. Are they coming here to save us from the trouble that is 2020? Maybe the cure for the coronavirus is in another universe. Perhaps. Or are we just outside more because there's nothing else to do and we're looking at the skies more? I think I have the answer. What? So since the whole lockdown began, cannabis sales on the Ontario cannabis store spiked. That too. A lot of people at home, they can't leave and do a trip outside the house, so they do a trip inside the house, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> I'm wondering if people are just seeing things. Or maybe it's just we're secretly wishing to get off this planet this year. Oh yeah, we're all wishing that. I for one welcome the new alien overlords. Not me. You have to pry my cannabis from my cold dead hands. TV producer approaches you and says, hey, I want to take some photos of your place because I'm thinking about using the exterior on television. Do it. Travel down the road and back again. The gold 
Golden Girls. Remember that show? The heart is true. You're, You're a pal and a confidant. So you kids, way, way back, your parents used to watch this show called Golden Girls. Yeah. It was about these four women over 60. They lived in the same house and they just banged all day long. Not each other, but other people. Well, yeah, it was a, a bit of an odd show. It because was really sexual. Want to watch it? My dad would be like, no, you can't watch that show. And I'm like, what could four older ladies possibly get up to that I couldn't watch. A well, lot. They got up to a lot. A lot. Needless to say, the house occupied by Blanche, Dorothy, Sophia, and Rose is up for sale now. They'd video the outside of a house and then use a different set for the inside. But it's up for $3 million. It's not even that nice of a home. <laughs> it's from the 50s. Not even in Miami. It's in LA. It just got me thinking, if someone wants to use the picture of my house for their sitcom or movie, please, by all means, property values for these homes goes up almost instantly. The Full House house sold for $5.5 million. TV producer comes to your house, says, I want to use the exterior for a show about four promiscuous senior women. You're good with this? Right. I'm good with this. Yeah. Sex in the City, though. The apartment sold for $9.65 million. How much did? How much was it before? Sex in the City. 200000 What? Yeah. It was worth 200000 before people, Sex in the people City? People bought it for 200000 They used it in the program, sold it for $9.65 million. Damn. I want some of that old TV sexual activity money. So, so I don't care what goes on in the episodes Yeah, that kind of money. Doesn't matter what happens. <laughs> Mad Hussy will take your money. Integrity's out the window at that point. A lot of scams going around. The latest is someone contacting you apparently from the hospital saying, realize you had COVID-19, you got to pay us to get the results. It's not actually real. No, they're free here in Canada. This Calgary lady was scammed in a very, very interesting way. Okay, she got scammed twice and she thought she would come forward to the press just to warn other people. So the first time, she was told that she won a 250000 new truck in a contest that she doesn't remember entering. Oh my God, a free <laughs> truck, that's amazing. There can't be any catch to this. But it's held at the border until you pay the duty. Oh, well, I, I better so, pay it. It's worth so much. The duty can't be more than just a couple thousand dollars. So forward the $5,000, then you'll get your truck. Obviously, it was a scam. Oh. Never get scammed again. Oh, wait. A text message on my phone. Oh. It's, it's from Hollywood superstar Vin Diesel. That's what happened next. She was convinced that she was contacted by the Vin Diesel and that she was in a romantic relationship with Vin Diesel. We're not making this up. Oh, my gosh. How could you fall for this? And so then Vin said, well, now that we're getting pretty serious here online... I'm going to come up to Calgary and we'll celebrate my birthday together. I'm filming a movie in Calgary. So it's the same thing, but instead of a truck, a critical piece of his movie-making equipment is broke. I need a piece of equipment for Fast and Furious. And he asks her to help fix and save the movie. Help me save the movie. <laughs> like, Vin <laughs> like Vin Diesel's in charge of the cameras and technical equipment to... I, uh, I play a major role in these movies. How embarrassing. I, I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> so she forwarded him a bunch of money 
you for the movie, found out that was a scam. So she wants you to know if Vin Diesel gets in touch with you, it's most likely a scam. We're not saying it's definitely a scam. I don't know what Vin Diesel's financial situation is. Maybe he's reaching out to people. But what if it is Vin Diesel and you really want to see that next Fast and the Furious movie? Nobody's thinking about Vin Diesel in this situation. Maybe he wants to make another, maybe he wants to make Fast 10, which should be called Fasts in Your Seatbelts or something. Mm. I'm just realizing. And he's reaching out to people and nobody's believing him because of this scam. Yeah, poor Vin. So for just the price of a cup of coffee a day, you can support Vin Diesel. I need the money. This dude had the perfect plan to fake his own death by making a very legit looking death certificate. And you said this thing looks immaculate. It's absolutely perfect. He wanted to submit this document to get out of going to jail somehow. <laughs> Wouldn't they wonder, how can he submit the document if he's dead? Yeah, I don't know. there's a big hole in this plan. There's a big hole in it from the get-go. Either way, he was doing okay until somebody at the place where you hand in your death certificate. Yeah, reading it over. Spelling mistake. What word was it? Registry. He spelt it registry. Oh. <laughs> it just looks perfect except this one spelling Mistake. Have you ever made a spelling mistake on a resume or something? I make a spelling mistake all the time, dude. Uh, <laughs> this isn't a thing of the past. It happens now. But you'd think if you're really trying to pull something over like this, you would at least get someone to proofread it. I remember my daughter once had a bad spelling mistake on a resume. She submitted a couple years ago, and we bug her about it to this day. She put something along the lines of, I work great in, she wanted to say fast-paced, but she said face-paced. <laughs> <laughs> so we still bug her about this. Let's be a little more face-paced here. Come on, get your shoes on. We're getting in the van. Dad, know? that was 26 years oh. ago. I'll probably bring it up at the wedding, too. It's still funny, sweetheart. The federal government and the province chipping in about 11 million bucks for bridge work across Huron County. Among the bridges getting some work done, Airport Line in Blue Water. In Huron East, they're doing a section of Kinburn Line and in Morris Turnbury, the Blind Bridge on Abraham Line being replaced. And, you know, I love the curves on all our Huron County bridges. I'm mm. new here. I've been, I've been in Huron County for about eight years. Right away, I realized gorgeous bridges. We got some attractive bridges here. Oh, some of the bridges are just like so like curvy and I mean the curves on the Auburn Bridge they really help me arrive in Blythe real quick. Well I burn for that bridge in Kinburn. Oh yeah. The Menace at Tongue Bridge in Godrich it has tongue right in the name. Wow. Uh, my heart would be broken if they tore down Balls Bridge. Oh Balls Bridge. Balls Bridge. Swing either way on Balls Bridge. Both sides of the river. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Seriously. I pitched this idea to Matt. I'm like, can we somehow sexualize bridges in Huron County? And bless <laughs> his heart, Matt's like, I guess we can try. And I go to you like, is there nothing else you think about? Do you have to sexualize everything? Well, this is a real thing. It's called objectophilia. It is. There are people who sexualize objects. Yeah. Things like bridges, cars, for example. There's people who are into cars that way. There's a woman in France that married a bridge. Get out of here. A strong and stable type, I guess. But no, this is no joke. So do these people who have objectophilia, when they upgrade bridges and make new bridges, do they long for the old bridge? Is it like a heartbreak situation? They probably like the upgrades. They got tighter curves in the old bridges. Well, maybe. It's, it's like what a I'm facelift. Thinking. Maybe right? a little bit. It's like okay. getting a boob job for a bridge. Right. And if you Google BBC, it's a big, beautiful crossing. Right. 
my stomach is feeling unsettled. So this morning I got up early. I was hungry. Didn't really have much time. So I just quickly made a protein shake. Look at you being healthy. Protein shake, bro. Protein. Get that protein. Mixed the shake up with some milk that was sitting in the back of the fridge. There's a foreshadow. First of all, somebody left the milk container in the fridge completely empty. So I had to open a new bag. Mm, fresh milk. Yeah. Fresh okay. milk on a hot day. Mm. Well, so I thought fresh milk. So I mixed this thing up and thought, well, I'll, I'll drink it while I drive to work. And I took a big chug of it. Oh, you just got a big I mouth just, full of that delicious milky shake. I just went right for it, only to realize it was rotten. Sour milk. Oh, This is why you don't drink anything while you're driving, because what if it's rotten? You can't just pull over quick and spit it out. Resorted to swallowing the spoiled milk protein shake. You swallowed the whole thing. The protein stuff's not cheap either, so I weighed out in my brain. Okay, <laughs> do I waste the protein powder, or do I just put up with the sour milk and drink the whole thing? Kids, that is the mind of a cheap man. That's cheap. I don't want to waste one scoop of protein. But this went through my head. Made it into work. And then I'm thinking, am I going to die? I'm not going to die. Eat spoiled milk all the time. We call it cheese. Kids, don't go to the doctor. <laughs> just Google your symptoms. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there's a use for spoiled milk. You can bake. You can make cheese. You can tenderize a steak. You can put it on your face. It's good for your skin. The there's, lactic acid in it. There's no way that's true. And you can also feed your spoiled milk to your plants. Why would you do that? Well, it's good. It's nutrients for the plants, I guess. But why would I want to put my plants through what I went through? It's not fair. <laughs> yeah, you like your plants. I like my plants. Or you can just make a protein shake the next morning because you choked it down once. Why not do it again and waste perfectly good bad milk? Why waste? Sometimes Matt and I just sit around, ignore each other, and cruise the Godrich buy-in sell on Facebook. Just see what's on sale locally. Maybe we can find a deal on something. Saw a hell of a deal. Windows 98 reference book. New. <laughs> New? New <laughs> Windows 98 reference book with CD. <laughs> just wondered if anyone was interested. Five dollars. With the CD-ROM. It came with the CD-ROM. Computers don't even have a CD slot anymore. This looks like it's about 5,000 pages. Everything you need to know about Windows 98 because you can't just Google it. Windows 98, dude. Google didn't exist in 98. like 12 Windows versions back. Yeah, it might be just around the time of the internet. So there, wa there was one comment on the listing. Somebody said, ha, 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 recycle it. Birds can use it to make nests. <laughs> <laughs> just last week, I grabbed my stack of phone books. You know, the phone books comes every year. You don't, then, you don't recycle that when uh, you get the new one every year? No, and I just have this cupboard full of phone books. I'm like, when was the last time I used the phone book? I just Google numbers now. Just Google everything. Trish had a good idea, though. She said you could buy the Windows 98 book and all 5,000 pages that come with it and cut a hole out. Like like prisoners do in jail, you get, like, an old Bible. Right. And you cut a hole out and you keep your, like, gun or your drugs or something <gasps> in there. That's a great idea. I thought so. It would be a bad idea just because it's so obvious, right? Like, like why do you have a Windows 98 book except to throw things inside of it in the That's little true. prison pocket you've made inside. Could have used the book during the toilet paper shortage, though, a few months ago. That would have been excellent. That's where it would have came in. You could use. Buddy on the Goddard buy and sell, if you're running out of toilet paper, keep that Windows book. <laughs> Back in 1999, there was this guy who received a birthday gift from his mom. It was a pack of Pokemon cards. A really good pack, too. He didn't care about Pokemon at the time, so he just threw it into his closet. So years later, 
he has a young daughter who's into Pokemon now. And she asked dad, hey, can I buy that set off of you, dad, that I found in the closet? And then it got him thinking, well, I should see what these things are worth now. They're worth $44,000. Forty-four grand? There's a special auction for this rare shadow collection of Pokemon. Charlizard, Blastoise, Pikachu, and Venusaur are in there. <laughs> I like how you're saying these names like you know them. My kids had all of these and my little sister too. We had books and books of these Pokemon cards. I think we just gave them to the Goodwill or something. It's cool Pokemon cards came back because there's a lot of old things that just didn't come back. I was thinking of Pogs. And another one my younger brother played with was Beyblades. He grew up with Beyblades. I loved Beyblades. And I noticed on the Godrich buy-in sale, somebody in Hensel has some Beyblades up for sale. Now, if you don't know what a Beyblade is, it's more or less a top... Like one of those spinny yeah. tops, but it's got sharp edges and you put two of them in a little thing and they fight. Yeah, it's They're fun. Beyblades. It's like gladiators with tops. It's fancy tops. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody in well, Hensel is selling a collection of Beyblades for $90. What? for a well-used kid's toy. See, this guy's smart. See, I would have just given that to the, you know, a used place or something. Give it to the restore at Goodwill. Buddy and Hensel wants 90 bucks for some old Beyblades. How many are there? There's a bunch of Beyblades. Maybe it's worth 90 bucks. I don't know. But maybe some parent would be like, oh, I played with these when I was a kid. And the nostalgia is worth 90 bucks, maybe. Nostalgia is priceless, dude. People will pay a lot of money. Including 90 bucks for some Beyblades. Good luck, person in Hensel who's selling those. A party in Brampton on Saturday it was broken up. Police estimate there was roughly 200 people. It was a house party. Just uh, nuts. Officers have laid charges against the property owners. Maximum penalty, $100,000. Oh. For violating these group laws. And it's not like you could just play dumb like before COVID where the police come to the door and you're like, the music's too loud. And you're like, oh, there's music? Oh, ugh. Yeah, turn down that music. I didn't realize it was so loud. And then you turn down the music long enough for the police to drive away, and then you turn it back up again, like we all do. Police come to your door now, and you're like, oh, what? What? There's a worldwide pandemic? Oh, I I didn't hear about that. I I didn't hear about it. Yeah, I'll start handing out masks right now. I haven't seen anything on the news or social media. Nowhere. Yeah, okay, thanks. 200 people at this party. The worst part. We weren't invited. Where the hell is uh, our invitation? Not that I would have gone. That would have been irresponsible. But it's nice to be invited. Even if it's a party during COVID, it's nice to know that you were thought of, even if it's illegal. Yeah, you. even if you're like, I got a lot of social anxiety, I like to be invited to things so that I can turn it down later. A lot of people doing school from home right now. My son's actually taken a course through the summer, and it's been a bit of a struggle for him just to find a quiet place, distracted by the new kitten that we have is problematic. doesn't help that you're making meatball subs all the time either. No, this is something you're going to have to watch out for if you're doing work at home come the fall. There was this girl at University of Georgia had to ask the teacher for a second chance at writing an exam because while she was doing the exam online, she was eating a meatball sub Meatball falls out of the sub. I'm not making this up. Rolled over her keyboard, hit the escape button or something. Ended up getting 39% because she couldn't finish the test. So she had to email her teacher saying, ah, I kind of dropped the meatball on this one. (laughs) Professor, you know how when you're taking an exam and eating a meatball sandwich, sometimes the meatball spills out and hits the escape key. Yeah. Anyways, redo? 
Yeah, Professor actually understood because who wouldn't understand this? Is it even possible to eat a meatball sub without dropping a meatball? No, that was no. Her, that was her fatal mistake was eating a meatball sub. Always going to lose a meatball. We've all been there. Ball down, we say. Had an interesting time at the beach. Different maybe than it used to be. People thinking the beach is like a big party place now. And I, I used to remember it as more of just a family place. Oh, things are changing at the beach. Things are changing. I'm getting old. Change is bad. But to the right of me, there was this huge group of guys. They had beer and they were ready to have like basically an all-night party. And I guess someone had called the police on them because you're not allowed to have beer for one. (laughs) So this was going on to the right of me. Then to the other side of me, there was an erotic photo shoot going on. Yes. I was looking at my wife saying, the beach just feels different, doesn't it? Awkward because I wanted to walk the dog dog past the photo shoot not to look necessarily yeah but because the dog needed some exercise uh natalie the the dog needs to walk didn't want my wife thinking that i wanted to walk by the erotic photo shoot she knew bro she knew how does one walk by an erotic photo shoot <laughs> slowly party guys cranking the music i don't want to hear the loud music <laughs> and they were city folk and you were scared so if i'm on some uh, specious websites and i see a photo of mad hussy in the back should i let you know about that yeah let me know you know i'll keep an eye out okay and i can probably go on these websites because it's work-related because I'm looking for my co-worker. That's right. Please don't drive around with burning candles in your car. This happened after there was a car fire. The driver told the firefighters he had a scented candle going on in his car while he was driving. He admitted to it? It fell over and started to burn some papers. He left it get a trash can full of water. By the time he got back, the car was gone. Car was gone. It Toast. was a write-off. Although I understand this living in Huron County, sometimes during farming season, the only time to get rid of that scent is to light a full candle in your car. I don't blame him. Van's been just stinking. I don't even know what's in there. I've looked around. It just smells like rotten milk. It's just not drying out properly. I've been in your van. Have you tried cleaning it? It's not bad. Well, aside from all that food that's in there. Right. But I like to keep a bit of food in there in case come the winter, I get in the ditch and a couple fries on the floor. That'll help sustain you. Just don't forget the scented candle to stay warm. Many people have been on a bad date. Now there's a new website that wants to give you money for your bad date. It's called refundmysworddate.com. Submit a crappy date. Here's an example. Went on a date to a theme park. Guy's afraid of heights. We got food poisoning from the food and ended up vomiting on the next ride. Nice. That date was worth $100. Another one, it was a first date. Booked food and drinks. Chatting during the meal, we discovered he was actually my dad's friend. He then got increasingly drunk <laughs> oh, God. and decided to try and FaceTime my dad. So oh, we can- no! Oh, this one wins. So far, they've had over a million dollars worth of bad dates. And I guess if you have the worst date at the end of it all, you get a refund. I had a few bad dates. There was one where the girl tried to sell me pyramid scheme no. shakes. Yeah, one of those shake scams. So she pretended to be into you. And then brought out the shakes. Yeah, it was weird. Ugh. Another one, a lady used pretty old photos. I realized afterwards we went out for lunch. and So that happens. It just don't look the way you expected. Yeah, she was, yeah. But you give them a chance, right? It, it's we, not all about our data. I tried to be cordial. There was another yeah. one where it, it seemed to be going okay. And we ended up back at her place. Nothing happened, but she 
told me how much she hated the morning show. <gasps> this was before you were here. Oh. So it wasn't me and you's morning show. But she's like, yeah, I really don't like your radio yeah, show. You, I don't listen to you. You're not very funny. Oh, thanks. She had a pretty cool cat. So I got to meet her pretty awesome cat. So that was all right. Did you tell her her cat was ugly? No, because the no. cat wasn't ugly. She didn't. Hey, our morning show is not for everybody. It's That's cool. That's fine. It's cool. That's fine. You don't have to date me and tell me to my face, but you don't have to listen. It's free, man. So those are some bad dates. There are some bad dates that end up turning into lifelong marriages. Yeah, my first date with my wife wasn't a very good date. One of our first dates, I went down to Sarnia. And there's a lot of things we could have done in Sarnia. She like, lived in Sarnia. You yeah. didn't take her to Sarnia. Sarnia area, Sombra. And we could have walked along the St. Clair River. We could have walked along Lake Huron. We could have done something nice and romantic. Yeah, beautiful area down there. But I thought the age I was at that, well, a date's like a movie, right? And going out to eat. Like, you just kind of think you see that in the movies and that's what you're supposed to do. Meanwhile, neither of us are really too into doing that so much. You're just we, a young, dumb teenager. Yeah. So we so went to a movie. You, yeah, and you took her to the most romantic film you could see in 1994, The, the Crow. Crow. Now, kids, if you're not familiar <laughs> with this old movie, The Crow, it stars Bruce Lee's son. The, you know the, the kung fu guy? That guy's son is shot and killed by a bunch of gangsters in this broke-down city and then is resurrected to exact his vengeance on said gangsters. And there was... It, and it's there was dark a- and violent. It's great. If you want to check out an old movie, check out The Crow. It's awesome, but it is not light. It is not romantic. And add to that that he was actually killed on the set while <laughs> making that movie. He died making that movie, <laughs> like, too. It's just a, a dark. So we come out of the theater and we're just both depressed. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like, oh, we should have done something meaningful with these precious few hours that we have. So this was in 1994. And... As far as selection of movies, you could have taken her to see, like, anything, dude. Like, Ace Ventura came out that year, Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump. It was a good year. Was that year. Like, there's a lot of good movies that came out. (laughs) Speed? Speed came out. Naked Gun 33 and a third. Serial Mom. Muriel's Wedding. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of great movies, and you took her to see, like, the darkest, saddest one. Even Junior would have been better. <laughs> As Junior's the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger's pregnant. Arnold Schwarzenegger magically gets pregnant. You could have seen the Schwarzenegger pregnancy Ugh. movie or The Crow. You chose The Crow, but it worked out. It worked out. Maybe if you saw Ace Ventura, she would have been like, ooh, Matt likes these movies. I don't want to marry this clown. It's only funny now because knowing my wife so well now, that's the least movie she would want to watch. Yeah. But didn't know that yet. It all worked out, man. You've been... Married 20-some years now, 23, 24 years? Yeah, 24, I think, this year. Most of them happy. Well, there's an Irish pub. They've taken some extra measures to help fight the COVID. They've banned Sweet Caroline from the premises. Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline. Neil Diamond's famous song. And for obvious reasons, people get acting out these lyrics. Touching hands. Reaching out, touching me, touching you. A lot of touching going on there. And then, of course, the chorus. Ba, ba, ba. Good times never 
So this Irish pub acts that song because people doing the yeah. Ba, ba, ba. Well, the coronavirus spreads through the particles that come out of your mouth. And if you're singing, it's basically just tuned spitting. I guess so. <laughs> Not only do people act out the song, hands touching hands. You absolutely cannot resist doing the bop, bop, bop. And I know this because I'm a singer and I go around and I sing at bars. You're a songbird. And there's always one person that's like, bop, bop, bop. And if everyone else doesn't do it, they're like, come on, everybody. And then by the third bop, 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 everyone's doing it. That person is called the town drunk, by the way. At that point, the whole room's filled with COVID, so I think this is a smart step. (laughs) (laughs) One thing leads to another. You play one Neil Diamond song and everybody's got COVID all of a sudden. Imagine people blame Neil Diamond for the entire spread of COVID-19 from the the beginning. The Diamond effect, I'm telling you. (laughs) Who would have thought? So I've had to revise my morning checklist. Always seem to forget something, so as I'm leaving the door, I'm always like, wallet, keys, phone. More than one time I've ended up at a store and realized, ah, forgot the mask. So I'm thinking million dollar idea to any of you inventors in Huron County who are listening right now. Maybe thing you can stick to the back of your phone and you can tuck your mask into it. Oh yeah, there's a whole product opportunity there. A little mask tucker for your phone. That way you still only have to grab your phone, but your mask is with your phone because your phone's always with you, right? That's a great idea. Matt and I too lazy to make this ourselves. You make it, hey, and because we gave you the idea, we'll promote it here at the station. We just made somebody in Huron County rich. Wallet, keys, phone, mask. Wallet, keys, phone, mask. There, got it. Get your phone mask carrier today. I should just invent this and retire. Back when I was in high school, there were certain rules around what you could put on a t-shirt. You couldn't have actually a beer company. Couldn't have a Coors Light shirt? No. And I wonder if there'll be the same kind of rules with kids going back to school and wearing masks. Oh, you'll get those edgelord kids who have like swear words on their mask. Uh, the province is mandating face masks for students grades four and up when school starts this September. So pretty much all clothing companies are already all over this, knowing that people are going to buy multiple masks, fashionable masks. Do you think if you just show up with a regular mask that won't be good enough, gotta have the brand name mask. I hope that doesn't happen. It'll be your economic status if you have a paper mask or a cloth one. I'm kindergartner kids will have Paw Patrol masks or like they'll just go to school with their Halloween Iron Man mask hmm. and then they'll trade because they're kids and they don't know how infectious disease works. Yeah, they trade masks like trade Pokemon. Ugh, that wouldn't be good. Trade you a Pikachu for a Charizard. You could have some like hometown proud ones like a Wingham Iron Man mask or Clinton Radars or like a lighthouse mask if you're in Godrich, perhaps, with little LED lights on it. You could get so creative with the masks. If you're an ugly kid, and people are going to say all kids are beautiful. They are fatty. That's a lie. That's a lie. No. But you could get a mask with a prettier mouth, like a prettier bottom part of your face. Right. On the mask, so you appear more attractive. Right, like the mouth of the popular kid in the school. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's creepy. Steal their mouth. Just approach the cute kid at school and say, hey, can I take a photo of your mouth for a second? Well, you can get things printed onto these masks. I know you can. Wouldn't that be funny? And, and see how long it takes them to recognize their mouth. Or one of the, you know, the mouth on the pack of cigarettes with all the <laughs> rotted teeth. <laughs> all the rotted teeth. No. On the bright side, it covers all the zits. Yeah, some, I got them on my neck when I was in oh. puberty. Oh, it doesn't cover all of them. I'm sure there's a mask for that. Covers your neck too. <laughs> there's a mask for every occasion. Gas mask. You know what I want to do during a worldwide pandemic? Go on a 
worldwide cruise. You would think not. You would think cruise ships would be the last thing. <laughs> like we remember people stuck on cruise ships for months. And I think there's people still stuck on cruise ships. Last thing I'd want to do is buy a ticket. 136 days, 22 countries and 56 ports. Viking Cruise is really trying hard to make some money during this pandemic. It costs 50000 for the round trip. What? $50,000 so I can go get a disease? Oh, they go to Central America, then up North America's coast, then they go to Hawaii, New Zealand, head to the Middle East, and then they end up in London, stranded for the next five years. And probably a few hospital stops. <laughs> With a detour through beautiful Wuhan, China, then moving to Italy, and wrapping up in the United States. All countries handling this coronavirus well. Book your cruise now before they sell so I was doing business with Bulk Barn and Kincardine. Now, this is not a criticism of Bulk Barn. They switched to online services now. You can't go in stores and start touching all the scoops right now. So you go online, you key in the thing you want. You can say how many scoops of chocolate-covered almonds you want. Right. I know what those scoops look like. They're those big gray things. I've been to Bulk Barn many times. When I scoop things, you start with a full scoop. But yeah. Yeah. Then you shake some out. Yeah, that little side-to-side shake. Second-guessing, ooh, how much is this going to cost me? And then you end up shaking half of it out. But when they mean scoop on their website, they mean scoop. They give you a full scoop. Full scoop, which makes sense. A scoop's I, a scoop. I ordered a scoop of a bunch of stuff. In my head, I estimated a pound, pound and a half bag of candy. Ended up getting like a six-pound bag of candy. <laughs> Four times what I was expecting to pay. But mind you, this was my fault. It wasn't the fault of Bulk Barn. But they gave me actual scoops instead of fatty size scoops. But that makes sense. If you have a recipe for cookies and it calls for a cup of flour, you don't like, I'll just put a little bit of the flour in. Yeah, a you, scoop's a scoop. You, this is just dumbness on your part. It's 40 bucks worth of those little red feet. Oh, <laughs> it was awesome. Hey, it was awesome. I ate most of them already. I did the outdoor equivalent of sweeping the dust under the rug. My cherry tree bows over the deck. So many cherries this year, thousands. We could not pick them all. They started falling off the tree. So then I thought, well, the quickest way to get rid of the cherries is to just get the power washer out every now and then and power wash the cherries underneath the patio. What could possibly go wrong? The cherries piled up under the patio started to rot and now we can't sit on our patio because we'll get drunk basically oh yeah cherries are fruit and they go bad <laughs> when they sit outside for a long it time it smells so bad we can't even open the window by the patio it's this giant compost under my deck it smells like you spilled a barrel of brandy outside and there's even a couple trees trying to grow through the cracks in my deck that's how fertile the soil is under there <laughs> so you got cherry <laughs> trees trying to break the deck now I feel like most people learn this lesson when they're like six. You take a bite out of an apple and you leave it on the counter and the apple where you took a bite out of it starts going bad. Mm -hmm. Like you learn pretty young, fruit goes bad. I should have known. You're only 45, but I'm glad I'm glad it came to you. Even late in life, I'm glad you learned that lesson. Swim with the whales, they said. It'll be fun, they said. You won't die, they said. So this Australian woman went on one of those tours where you go out and you scuba dive with the whales. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, like humpback whales. They're huge. They're 60 feet long. They're 36 tons. 
beautiful animals. I would love to do this. But unfortunately, this woman got stuck between two whales. Is that a metaphor? <laughs> no. It's like when you're trying to decide between one girl and another girl. It's like, oh, I feel like I'm stuck between two I'm whales. Just stuck between two whales. It's not a figure of speech. She was literally stuck between two whales. Yeah, fractured ribs. She had internal bleeding. You don't expect this to happen. It's, what do you mean you don't expect this to happen? And then you get stuck between the whales. You're swimming with whales. They don't care about you. They don't care about your spine. I want my money back. I got stuck between the whales. Ooh, there's a no refund if you're crushed between two whales policy. Do the whales get that close to each other? When one whale loves another whale, they have an adult whale hug they do. Is that why they're called sperm whales? Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> the humpback whales. <laughs> <laughs> We lost Wilford Brimley oh, this yeah. weekend. Wilford Brimley, 85 years old. Uh, he was on dialysis, had some medical conditions. He died Saturday morning in Utah. Now, Wilford Brimley's somebody your grandparents might know from his roles in The Natural, Cocoon. Those, not grandpa I'm not a grandparent yet. Those are movies I grew up with. Hey, you're old enough to be a grandparent. That's what matters. True enough. A True lot enough. of people know him, though, from his diabetes commercials. Oh, yeah. He talked about diabetes, but the way he said diabetes was the most interesting part of the commercial. Good morning. I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. Diabetes. Actually, about diabetes... <laughs> And how it's affected me in my life. Yeah, this big infomercial about his... It's about, it's about diabetes. About diabetes. Diabetes. Yeah, and I, I believe maybe... Was that part of the reason he died, though? I don't know why he died. Part of his legacy, nonetheless. So he did those commercials in the early to mid-90s. And then later on in the early to mid-2000s, Family Guy did a parody of Wilford Brimley's diabetes oh, commercial. Of course they did. Hi, I'm Wilford Brimley, and I have diabetes. It hurts me to pee, and it causes me to be short with my family. I can't sleep at night. The other day, I stubbed my toe and took it out on the dog. Oh, no. So yeah. that's how I kind of came to know Wilford Brimley was from the Family Guy series. They made fun of the Brim Man. Yeah, he was a social media sensation. And he also did the oatmeal commercial, which was just as weird. Well, here's a bowl of steaming Quaker oatmeal. And I can't think of a healthier way to start the day. Cost you one nickel and four pennies. So if you can't be bothered with nickels and pennies, throw them in a jar. <laughs> one it's, nickel and four pennies? How cost, old is that commercial? Cost you a nickel and a penny. <laughs> and if you can't afford a nickel and a penny, well, get in the bread line, sucker. Either way, Wilford Brimley's dead. And that's how yeah. I remember him is from the Family Guy commercial where he talks about stubbing his toe. The only thing worse than a bull in a china shop is two rowdy boys in the Shanghai Museum of Glass. There's a glass museum? Yeah, you go there and all the art is just glass. And they let children into this place? Parents actually took their two rowdy boys into this place. What were they thinking? And of course, they collided with the Fantasy Castle. It's a glass lookalike of the Disney Castle, and it broke $64,000 later. Damn. Why would you go to the Museum of Glass? There's just certain stores you never go into. I remember when we were kids, there was a store here in Godrich. Even as a kid, I'm like, I should not be here. One shelf goes over, the whole building is going to be destroyed. That's why you want to enjoy the Huron County Museum. There's nothing you can break there. It's like no. a giant train and a two-headed cow. I guess technically you could accidentally take one of the heads off the cow. Stop petting the cow so aggressively. We need it to have two heads. It's our thing. 
There's been a recall on red, yellow, white, and sweet yellow onions from Thompson International in California. Well, what onions are left? One's not from that company. Uh, give them a toss, or if you still have the receipt, you take them back to the store. It started out with just one kind of onion, then it expanded to a whole bunch of onions. It started with red onions, now it's yellow, sweet yellow, white and red. A lot of layers to this story. Yeah. No, this is disappointing because we all love onions, so I'm hoping there's a lot of onions out there. I, th- I think there's a lot of local onions you can get, so we should be okay. Is onion an old person's vegetable? Young people don't use onions, do they? Oh, yeah. Even onion sm- cooked onion smells like an old person. Really? I feel like onion is an old person's vegetable. I feel like young people are like, Ugh, they're talking about onions again. Change the channel. But old people are like, ooh. Dorothy, did you hear about the onions? What are we going to eat? What are we going to eat tonight? All our favorite stews have onions. Because old people make a lot of stews for you oh, young yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Got to have the onions. So for you young people, we're sorry we're talking about onions. And for you old people, we're sorry about the onions. Big recall on onions all across our country because of salmonella contamination. Oh, no, and you don't want to get the salmonella. That gives you diarrhea and headaches and nausea. Look at you Googling salmonella. Vomiting. (laughs) I'm just... I recall from my studies of salmonella. I'd like to know what to expect over a 72-hour period. But you had a revelation this weekend. You were making pizza. Yesterday, and I forgot the onions. Have you ever done that? You make a meal, even though the meal was really good, and then you're sitting around after like, the onions! Oh, the onions! Oh, yeah! I forgot the onions! And I was wondering why the pizza was slightly off. The onions. why is Dad yelling about onions? Go into your room, son. Ignore your father's onion speak. But maybe it was the good Lord protecting me from the salmonella. I made a nice roast chicken dinner this weekend. Set the table. We were about to eat. I was like, oh, the gravy. I forgot the gravy. Would you have put onions in that gravy? No. It wouldn't have killed anybody. It just would have made the meal less nice. I love onions, though, so this makes me want to cry. Just in time for Christmas. Mad Hussy brings you all the Yuletide hits in this nine-disc set. A very coronavirus Christmas, including a brand new version of Deck the Halls. Deck the halls with COVID-19. Swabby, swabby, swab. Swab, 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 swab. This Bing Crosby classic updated for these unprecedented times. I won't be home for Christmas. That's right. Sorry, honey. There's a quarantine. Call now for your chance to own this merry collection of coronavirus classics, including the hit Have Yourself a Social Distanced Christmas. Have yourself a social distance Christmas. I'll meet you on the Zoom. And songs like this to keep you dancing while Canada remains on lockdown. Four COVID tests, three kids at home, two months of CERB, and a box of PPE. Christmas just isn't Christmas without that Karen in your family. Karen got run over by the manager, complaining that she had to wear a mask. Call 1-800-XMAS-COVID to order a very coronavirus Christmas for your chance to swab for Yuletide cheer. 
now that people are allowed to get out of their homes and travel a little bit, it means that things are going to get broken. <laughs> like in Italy, a guy from Austria was visiting a museum. Oh, those Austrians. There's a 200-year-old statue there. So it's like a, a beautiful woman, plaster. She's laying down. Surveillance camera shows this guy. He sprawled over the statue beside this beautiful woman statue. You're not supposed to go on the statues. Broke her toes. Ooh. Toes snapped right off. That's a rough one. The museum's upset. They're saying he must not remain unpunished and return to his homeland. The scarring of a canova is unacceptable. Was that your Italian accent? He broke the statue. The funny thing here is because of the coronavirus, you have to leave your name and phone number at the entrance to Ooh. the museum. They had this guy's name. So, so they contacted the wife and she burst into tears. That was my husband, my stupid husband. Like you expect maybe your kids to break something at a museum, but your husband, she's embarrassed. Is that what happened to the Goddard's boardwalk? What was it overweight tourists that broke the boardwalk? No, that was the high lake levels. So the lake needs to lose some weight. I guess so. Lose some weight, Tubby Lake. This sounds like a dream job. Sleep Standards. It's a website that offers research-based sleep health advice. They're offering to pay five lucky couples $3,000 to have sex on a variety of mattresses. And then you got to rate the mattress based on how well it sexes. Eight weeks and you get to test out eight mattresses. You have to have sex every single day on it. That's what it sounds like. This sounds exhausting, actually. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. These mattresses are rated as the top eight mattresses for sex. I didn't know mattresses had a rating for sex. What makes a mattress good for sex, Matthew? I don't know. Maybe the bounciness? I lasted four minutes on the Serta. <laughs> but the Sealy Posturepedic, <laughs> yeah, I got a whole six minutes out of that. My girlfriend was unsatisfied on both. My wife Wife hates all of these mattresses. Oh, well, maybe it's me. Maybe you're the problem. Maybe it's me. Maybe the mattress isn't inadequate. Maybe you are inadequate. I wonder if the local mattress shop would be up for this. I need a new mattress. You give me the mattress. I'll have sex on it, and then you pay me. Sir, please get out of here, and for God's sakes, put your clothes on. You don't think 2020 could get any weirder until you read about this new beer in Colorado brewery. They've teamed up with French's Mustard. Why would they do this? This sounds terrible. For a wheat ale flavored yellow mustard beer. So here's a question. What exactly the hell? Like really, right? That sounds terrible. Mustard in your beer? Marijuana is legal in Colorado where this brewery is. So I'm thinking they conjured this one up after the executives they got together and smoked up. And they're in the Rockies, so there's a lot less oxygen. Weed is like bread and we put mustard on our bread. So why wouldn't it taste good at a beer? They're not wrong. Yes, they are. Fun fact, they're wrong. They're so wrong. Gold star, if you can name this theme song. There is more to life than what you're living. Turn it down a little bit. Well, why are theme songs so bad? Oh, they're uh. so long in the 90s. Who's the boss? They're going to be remaking Who's the Boss? Tony Danza playing another guy named Tony on that show. Alyssa Milano played his daughter on Who's the Boss? She's coming back for the remake. It's going to be about her character, Samantha, as a single mom. If you don't know, that show was about this single mom. Tony Danza was the housekeeper. And it was just several seasons of sexual tension between the good-looking young Italian guy and yeah. the single horny mom. The only reason you watched it was you were just waiting for them to hook up. And I don't know if they ever did. I never 
never, I don't remember. Did they ever hook up? I'm sure they did. They had to have, right? In my childhood, I don't remember getting anything about the show other than Alyssa Milano was cute. There was nothing else going for it because I didn't pick up on the sexual tension because he was the housekeeper, so he was cleaning all the rooms. He walks in on her having a shower and he totally sees everything and then it's super weird. I just remember we had to turn the channel when Mona came on because she you didn't know what she was going to say the Kids, mother-in-law yeah mona was the, the mom the mom she was the mom of the homeowner <laughs> and she was just a drunk horny old lady yeah <laughs> so she'd come in with her glass of brandy and she'd say some silly old lady things yeah crowd would laugh everybody would put their hands on their hips and, oh, <laughs> mona. oh mona either way that show you didn't ask for is likely coming back if you're ever stranded, marooned on an island in the ocean, the SOS thing works. What's the SOS thing? You write SOS in the sand in hopes that someone flying overhead will see it. So we see this on the movies, and this is probably how we know how to act if we're ever stranded on an island. We yeah, re- but it doesn't work in the movies. Name me a movie where SOS worked. Castaway, does that work? No, he made a boat. All right. And he had the volleyball. Well, it's the first thing you do, and then you get grow tired of waiting. <laughs> that and castaway, of course. Eventually, you grow tired of writing SOS in the sand, and it doesn't work, and then you have to build the boat. But these guys were lucky. Three guys got stranded on a little island in the middle of the Pacific somewhere, Micronesia. They were on there for three days, and someone spotted the SOS and saved them. Only three days. Only... What? Here's my dilemma with this story. You ever slept in the elements for three days? It's tough, man. It's three days. Yeah, but it's only three days. This is probably the most exciting thing that's ever happened to them. You're going to tell this story at every party, every time it comes up. Remember when we were stranded on that island? And then your friends are going to be like, oh, would you just stop about the island experience? It was only three days. Shut up about the island. Like if it was three months or something or three years. Now that's a story. I think I would be a little disappointed if it was just three days. No, you wouldn't. You'd be crying and crapping yourself the whole time. Stop lying to our listeners. But the story, man, the stories you could tell. You would tell the story twice and your (laughs) wife would start hitting you every time you started. You didn't almost die at three days if it was even just 30 days. Yeah, you You could die at three days. You succumb to the elements. Maybe a shark grows legs and comes onto land and snatches you up, but there's nobody around to see. But that would be a better story. And then leg shark goes back into the ocean undetected. I'm happy for these guys, though. Talking about these guys that were marooned on an island for three days. They wrote SOS in the sand and got rescued. They were really lucky. And we were thinking about the times that we've gotten lost. Nothing dramatic like this, but you got lost in the woods once. Snowshoeing up at Wasaga Beach in the conservation area. We went in the late afternoon and it was winter, so the sun sets earlier. So we lost the trail at one point, kind of like in the middle of the trail. So we were as far as we could be from camp. Mm -hmm. Lost the trail and we figured we'll just go uh, that way until we find the trail. Oh, that's famous last words. Sun's coming down, sun's coming down. I had an iPhone at the time, and anybody who owns an iPhone knows that when that thing gets cold, it shuts down. Yes. So I'm shoving my iPhone down my pants, trying to warm this thing up, putting it in the warmest place I can think to so I can turn on my phone and get the GPS activated. You're sacrificing your body heat for your phone. My balls were so cold because my phone was an ice brick, and I had it shoved (laughs) in my undies. Managed to get it on, then it shuts off right away. We figure, hey... We'll just march until we see the trail path. Hopefully we come across the trail. 
and we did, but it was getting dark, man. Oh, you were lucky. real dark. We made it back. Yeah, this reminds me, me and my brothers, we climbed a mountain once on a trip out west, and we got to the top of the mountain, and the same thing, we realized, oh, we don't have time to climb down before the sun sets. We were stranded on the top of a mountain overnight. Did you guys have to huddle together? We did. Well, we managed to build a fire because uh, we had some matches and stayed barely warm enough. It was so cold. And there was a grizzly bear right beside us. We realized all night we heard this. And we heard these like. <laughs> you just thought it was your brother, Mark. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And we woke up in the morning and there was a grizzly bear and two cubs just across the river from where we were at. And the grizzly's like, hey, guys. Hi. Do you need some fish? I got some fish. Been watching you all night. Why is the grizzly talking like that? We were reminiscing about music in the fields and how fun it is. You always talk about the buffet and the the free beer backstage don't too. Get, don't get me wrong the country music's awesome the show is amazing at yeah. Lucknow Music in the Fields that's why I would go but the buffet backstage is also amazing I was telling you how much I love the buffet and you were telling me you got kicked out of Def Leppard's buffet explain yourself we are one of the bands performing before Def Leppard at a concert in what was the name of your band Boy in December Okay, well, you and your siblings got a band, Boy in December. You were playing at Sarnia Bay Fest? Yeah. Several years ago? I think that's what it was called. Def Leppard was headlining. We were backstage, and they said, well, make yourself at home. And we saw this tent, and there were some nice smells coming out of that tent. We so, figured, hey, <laughs> this must be for us. You made yourself at home. So I went in there, and we just started filling up our plates. And then someone politely came up to us and said, uh, this is Def Leppard's buffet. This food is for the deaf. Put Joe Elliott's chicken back. <laughs> <laughs> Def Leppard's really hungry. You just greatly disappointed <laughs> Def Leppard. <laughs> I was hoping there would be sugar poured all over everything. <laughs> oh, shame on you. Yeah. I guess a little tone deaf of us. Deaf spelt D-E-F. <laughs> you got one more. Hysteria broke out. Amongst the band. Oh, Def Leppard fans are loving this humor. But I got a little food in me, and it was a good show. And I got to see Def Leppard up close. Real up close. The, the, they're not wearing wigs. Uh, those mullets are real. I tried pulling the wig off, and it, it was awkward. Ooh. I think that's the real reason we got kicked out. That's why you never got invited back to Bayfield. Bayfest. Bay, Bayfest. Bayfest and Sarnia. Well, I'm kicked out of Bayfield, too. And you're kicked out of Bayfield I, for a whole different reason. Yeah. Something about lewd misconduct. Have you ever been to one of those safari parks? African Lion Safari is probably the closest one to here. And we used to love going there. Not so much to see the animals, but to watch the baboons rip apart cars. That was the best part. That monkey enclosure part. If you haven't been there, you can drive through this section of the safari. And the monkeys are just let loose. They climb all over your car. With my family, one wiped its butt on the car antenna. Oh, they're taking off your whole bumper and everything. There's not enough warning signs when you go into that enclosure. Hell no. There's this safari park in England where some of the baboons are getting into the toolboxes and trucks, you know? <laughs> There's these pictures, monkeys with machete knives <laughs> and a chainsaw. Here's the important question. Did they learn to start the chainsaw? No, I don't think so. Okay. They will. Oh, they will. <laughs> They're crafty. They'll figure it out. There's going to be some lawsuits. <laughs> and you know that would happen in Huron County, right, dude, with oh. all the tradesmen we got here? A bit of a backlash against this park. And so the park released a statement 
statement saying, oh, no, it's just as safe as a McDonald's drive-thru. McDonald's drive-thru, <laughs> kids run. <laughs> yeah, right. At, <laughs> two, at 2 a.m. when the stoners get hungry, maybe. Hey, the stoners are yeah. harmless. You leave the stoners alone. <laughs> Baboons with chainsaws. It's almost as deadly as a North Huron council meeting. Less, less monkey crap being thrown around. Though. Right. Reese McGuire, he's the catcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. He was charged back in February for diddling himself in his car outside a strip mall in Dunedin, Florida. Oh, a Florida parking lot. Florida parking lot. Not the most unheard of thing to happen in a Florida parking lot. His first game back was on Thursday, and he stepped up to the plate. People were paying close attention, and the organ player was trolling McGuire. Appears to be. Here's the song that the organ player played. Michael Jackson's beat it. (laughs) (laughs) So people were quick to point out, I think they're trolling him because of that whole parking lot thing. (laughs) Organist is playing beat it. We were were thinking maybe some other songs that organist could have played to troll McGuire. Here You Come Again by Dolly Parton. Yeah, some country songs like Slow Hand, Conway Twitty. Yeah, Little Bitty, Alan Jackson. And the best of all would have been Eric Church's Leave My Willie Alone. Oh, way too appropriate. There's this British man, his attempt at a very romantic marriage proposal went horribly wrong. He had good intentions. He lit hundreds of candles at his home, made the perfect atmosphere, filled the place with balloons, had wine ready in the glasses. <laughs> then Fire and helium <laughs> balloons. What could possibly what could, go well, wrong? Then he left the house and he was just going around the corner to get his fiance, where he would lead her back to have this romantic moment of proposing to her. And she said, oh, are you cooking barbecue for me, Gordon? This is so romantic. They turn the corner. The house is in flames. I feel so bad for this couple. I wonder if he still proposed. (laughs) Will Will you marry me, Linda? We don't have a home. But I'll buy us a new one. Instead of hundreds of candles, I made one giant candle. Isn't it romantic? Where are you going? One thing Canadians just seem to love is craft dinner. Gross. Mac and cheese. We love it here. When the pandemic broke out, they released a statement saying, we're going to get that craft dinner in the stores. We're going to be working around the clock for Canadians. Nobody asked. They were heroes. KD, they have a new marketing ploy. You might see this on your local grocery store shelf. They got word that parents were feeding their kids craft dinner for breakfast. Those parents need to have their kids taken. I say punish those parents. Instead of encouraging it, Kraft is coming out with Kraft breakfast. And it looks exactly the same. It's for breakfast. Although sometimes leftover pizza for breakfast, pretty great. This is actually sounding pretty good. And you were just talking about waffles off mic and I'm thinking you could pour that craft dinner all over a waffle. Fold it up. Sober, that sounds bad, but if I take an edible this weekend, that might sound pretty good. It doesn't sound too bad actually now that I think of it. I just like to drop the egg right in the hot coffee, mix it around. The hot coffee cooks the egg. Breakfast and coffee in one meal. If you want to go to the Toronto Zoo right now, I didn't realize they had plants in addition to animals. In the enclosures where they have the monkeys and some of the animals, there's a bunch of exotic plants. And that includes the corpse flower. They take about seven to ten years to bloom, but when they do, apparently they're beautiful, but they reek like rotting flesh. Is that why it's called a corpse flower? Yeah, it stinks real bad, like death. I figured it was called a corpse flower because you have to wait so long for it to bloom that you'll probably die before it blooms. 
Shame on you. Well, that's what I thought. It was blooming for the past week or so. They extended the hours of the Toronto Zoo yesterday so more people could come in and see and smell the corpse flower. And they're saying (laughs) if there's still some bloom today, they might extend the zoo hours today as well. So if you live in Huron County, so if you leave now, you might be able to get there in time to smell the rotting flesh. To see Vincent Van Gross. That's what they named the flower. That's the name of the plant. What was the name of the one last year? Pablo Pucasso. <laughs> Does Toronto Zoo have a writer? <laughs> like, a comedy they writer? Do. They're the doing zoo? pretty good. Got Matt and I talking off mic about the worst smells we've ever smelled. For me, it was in high school. And I'm ashamed to admit this, but there was a girl I would make out with. She had the worst breath you've ever smelled. But you being a young teenager. She agreed to kiss me consensually, and I'm not going to say no. I'm a stupid teenager. And she had rotting tonsils? I suspect she had tonsil stones. Come on, this is gross. Because it was that bad. Stop. What's the worst thing you ever smelled? We had a skunk spray, like, right in our face. You smell skunk sometimes on the roadway and you're like, oh, that's gross. If you've ever been up close when they sprayed right at you, it's a visceral reaction you have. You pretty much just start vomiting. You almost don't smell it. You just react to it. It's more than just a smell when you're right up close to it. It's nasty. Almost as bad as when your grandma cooks cabbage. The Economic Development Department for the County of Huron. They're helping out some businesses. They've created some signs you can put right at the entrance of your business. Things like, please wear a face covering while you visit here. Please maintain two meters apart. Easy to read. It's big. You can print it yourself. Matt and I love the idea, but we also like rhymes. And we like when things are very town-specific to Huron County. We love this area. We feel everybody deserves their own novelty COVID-19 sign. Yeah, maybe they would like our help. Things like... If you can't keep your mouth sealed, you're no longer welcomed in Bayfield. Nice. Or we'll flex our muscles if you don't wear a mask in Brussels. Muscles in Brussels rhyme, you're right. Brussels is too nice of a place for that. Well, there's no need for concern. We wear face masks in Auburn. Yeah, that sort of rhymes. Wearing a mask sucks now, but please wear your mask in luck now. You're some kind of dumb to bear your face in Wingham. Don't be sorry. Wear your masks in Gory. It's not very nice to avoid wearing a mask in Blythe. Ugh, that's a stretch. We want you to come and spend, but don't forget to mask in Grand Bend. Nicely done. You'll be a COVID killer if you don't cover your mouth in Ben Miller. Don't be a dick in Zurich. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done. It rhymes. We're both fired. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.